This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. And I'm happy to be back with you folks at this time. It's always great to be able to come into your homes, your uh, place of business, airplane, or wherever you are, maybe over there in, in Iraq or Iran or somewhere in one of those places, and here uh, the old Trailblazer on the shortwave radio over there in Northern Ireland, wherever you are. And uh, it's just good be able to hear the internet, man, it's just a, it's a marvelous thing to know the internet all over the world. You can hear the old trailblazer. If you have need information on how to pick that up, go there to our website, radiomissions.org, and you can find out much there. And also, if you need other help, you write me or call me, email me. I'll be glad to send you that information, a log of all of our radio station. And the Lord has been gracious, been blessing us, and many of our folks have responded to our little survey that we were running. I see where folks were listening, and uh, I wish you could read all the emails I received and hear all the phone calls I received. And uh, many of you have not written, have not, uh, have not heard from me. Would, let, would, you, would you let me know where you're listening from? And uh, my email address here is pastor at radiomission.org. That's easy to remember. And then I'll give you my mailing address at the close of the, of the message. But we're bringing you a series of studies now have been on the uh, blood redemption. Blood redemption in the Old Testament. We're going to get to the blood redemption in the New Testament. And, and uh, also we do have here, while I'm thinking about it, we have nine of our CDs of our late radio choir singing these old blood songs. That's what we do. And that's what we're studying now, blood redemption uh, in the Old Testament. And in our last study, we came there to where Moses was instructed to go to Pharaoh, to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Did you know when the Lord gets ready to save a sinner that he says to Satan, let my people go, let my sinner go, let my individual go? He does. In essence, that's what he does. So Moses approached Pharaoh and said, the Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to thee, saying, Let my people go. Oh, what a surprise it must have been to old Pharaoh. He was the, the king of Egypt. He was the high hierarchy there, the head knocker, the high potentate, the king, the dictator, whatever you want to call him, and the Pharaoh. And uh, he said, Who is the Lord God? Who is the Lord God? Maybe that's your impression at this time. What what is what is the what is that old trailblazer talking about? Who's he talking about? Let God. Who is God? I know there's a move in the world today, in our nation even. Folks who deny there is a God. But my friend, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you in all the kindness and sympathy and pathos that I have available. There is a God, my friend. The, good, the God of all the universe who created everything there is, he created it. And he uh, created you and me. And uh, we saw that in our study there on the total depravity, how that man was a sinner from birth. He inherited his sin from Adam and, he, Adam and Eve, his father and mother, our fathers and mother. And uh, we're depraved. We're, we're sinful from birth, my friend. We inherited it. Oh, I know that there that people live clean, moral lives. I know that, and that's good, and you should. But, my friend, underneath it all, the Bible says uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. So we've, we've gone over those things quite a few times. But we're looking now at Moses, the servant of God. Oh, my friend, Moses had spent 40 days, 40 not, I'm sorry, 40 years in the courts of Pharaoh. 40 years. 
40 years he had spent there as Pharaoh's adopted son. And then 40 years on the backside of the desert out there, tending to the tending the sheep of his father-in-law uh, out there, Jethro, on the backside of the desert. And that's where the Lord spoke to him from the burning bush. I wish you'd go there and read the, those stories. And uh, we, we don't give you too much time to read. Don't read too much of it here. But you go there and read about the deliverances. And we're going to get into that. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord God? I won't let them go. They're my slaves. They were, they're my slaves. They had become the bond slaves uh, when they came there with uh, Jacob uh, and the 70 souls that came there. And they were, they were, Joseph was still alive and many, many things. Now, 430 years had passed by and the Lord uh, had raised up another Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. And he said, these are my slaves. Let me say something, friend. When God approaches a sinner to deliver him, he says, let him go. Let him go. A ransom has been found. A ransom. A substitute has been found. And then Satan says, who is the Lord? But let me tell you something. When a contest is between Satan and the Lord God of heaven, the Lord God of heaven always wins. And I tell you, this morning, tonight, whatever time it is, wherever you are, whoever you are, if, you're, if you have raised your, your rebellion against God, if you have raised up opposition to God, if you have denied God, you, you, you're going to go down, my friend. Do you know where, you know where the best place for you to go is at the feet of Christ, crying for mercy? You can't win, my friend. You can't win fighting God. You cannot win fighting God. But listen, listen, the judgments began as the Lord God pressed the demand upon Pharaoh's heart to let the children of Israel go. Pharaoh began to crease their burdens and lay the lash upon their backs and to make them feel and to know that they were his slaves. Oh, when we recognize, when we recognize that we are captives of Satan, Help, help in bondage by Satan, my friend. We are. I know that there's an there's a element of folks today who believe that there's no such a thing as Satan, and some believe it's just a little mythical character with a, with a red flannel underwear suit and a long tail and a pitchfork and horns on his head. That's not Satan, my friend. Satan is a gentleman. Satan is a, is a, is a, is a very, very, uh, he's, he's real. My friend, he's a real person. And I would say that he's, uh, to dispel that myth, Satan is not down there in the honky-tonks, in the brothel, in the, in the, in the houses of ill refute. No, sir. Satan is in the First Baptist Church of whatever town you live in, my friend. Always there ready to snatch away if your pastor is bringing God's message, the truth of how God saves a sinner, Satan is right there to snatch it away. I've talked to individuals by the scores who have told me that before the Lord ever got serious with them or made them get serious with him, uh, they, they had no they had no time for the message. They went because of it was a tradition. They counted the ceiling tiles. They counted the stained glass windows. They looked at their watch many, many times to see what time it was to hurry up and get out and get back on the golf course and all of those things. But my friend, when, when the Lord gets ready to save you, when the Lord sets his love upon you, he tells Satan, 
your captor. He's your captor. He has you bound, shut up in, in unbelief, shut up in, in sin, and keeping you, uh, the, this world as we know it today, and I'm sure you know it, is, is, is the most sinful place that ever was created. It's gotten so worse, so bad. Uh, even, even the old trailblazer, when I was a child coming up, there was not the sinful places they were, but they were hidden away somewhere in the back room somewhere, all of those places. But now everything is wide open, spread wide open. And I mentioned to you not long ago, I was going over on the Gulf Coast, going to Mobile, Alabama for service one Sunday evening, and I counted 17 billboards advertising the casinos with the with the skimpy-clad girls and the liquor broad liquor advertisements and the things, sh- sh- something to show you to attract your eyes and to attract your heart to go to the casinos, my friend. That's what we have today. I don't know what those billboards cost, but they had 17 of them in a row, those big, huge, and, and those things uh, attract our people. One of them I saw one time, another time, had a, had a group of men sitting around a campfire on the river in the background there with this flowing stream and uh, those things, and they were all drinking beer. And then one of them told the other one, said, Buddy, it can't get no better than this, can it? It doesn't get any better than this, he said. Oh, but my friend, how much worse can it get? Did you know sin is an awful thing? It drags men down to a devil's hell. Serving sin, my friend. That's what these folks were having to be done here. They were serving Satan, serving Pharaoh under under the power of the lash. They were being uh, made to serve. And uh, then uh, the children of Israel began to rebel and to cry out because Moses, they said, made their labor much harder when he told Pharaoh to let my people go. You have made our Savior to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put the sword in his hand to slay us. In other words, you've made us to be a bad taste in the mouth of, of Pharaoh. And uh, instead of delivering us, you've increased our bondage. That's one of the things that, that happens, my friend. And uh, it's, a, it's a strange thing, but you go there and read it. Instead of being our deliverer, they said, you've caused us to be abhorred in the eyes of Satan. Isn't that, in favor? isn't that something? Just like a sinner. When God approaches a poor old lost, hell-bound sinner to deliver him, and when the Spirit of the living God begins to open, to begins to open that heart uh, and let him see who he is and what he is, and he begins to tell him, he begins to, uh, listen, he sees Satan, his master, begins to accuse him to God. Accuse him to God. And he says, uh, he says uh, to tell you that you're all right and that you better, uh, listen, he tells him that you better stay where you are. You better not. He tells you, hey, better not listen to that old trailblazer. As a result, he arouses all of his rebellion in the heart of that blinded sinner. I've seen folks where the Lord get a hold of a dear lady in the service somewhere, and the husband take issue with him with, and, and, and begin to cause her misery, many times uh, forbid her from going to church. And it's, it's, that's the way it is. That's what Pharaoh did to those folks. He laid the lash on their back, and we saw that where he had to make them provide for their own uh, a straw for the, for the brick kills, brick the, that they were making. So Satan 
does not want to turn you loose, my friend. The Lord told, the Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go. They were in bondage. They were captives of Satan. And we're going to see, we're going to see, it's got two or three studies here on how that the Lord worked all of that out, and we'll see that. But I'm, I'm hoping you'll stay, uh, listen, time after time, whatever time the Lord, uh, and whatever time the station comes on in your area, set your clock there if it comes on early in the morning. I have a man says he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning to hear the old trailblazer. And I hope some of you are doing that. And then if you will, holler back across the fence. If you live in town where they're in the subdivision, holler across the fence and say, Friend, old trailblazer's coming on. Turn the radio on. Are you that? Come over here and drink a cup of coffee and, and we'll listen to old trailblazer. And he's an old kook, but he's telling the truth. He's getting out the gospel. And then if, if you appreciate these messages, help me with the broadcast, if you will. We'll get back in the study in, in, in tomorrow and uh, bringing you God's Word as it is to men as they are. But remember, uh, we could use a little help with the broadcast if you could help us possibly. You say you like to hear the good old sound preaching. Well, and help us maintain it, keep it going out. We only bring you, thus saith the Lord. But this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. I want to give you my mailing address quickly. It's Radio Missions or just the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We get back into how the Lord delivered these souls in our next message or two. So you stay tuned, and may the Lord bless you. Goodbye.